Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who remember a simpler time when MTV actually showed music videos. Talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. Felix Slater, and I'm Jordan Stratton, and I want my MTV. (laughs) (laughs) That was like their actual campaign. It was was music TV. But yeah, their whole campaign was, I want my MTV. That's true. It was. And I remember like they had commercials where they were telling kids to call their like their local congressman and say, I want my MTV because like MTV was being banned. Because it was affecting the youth of I America. I wasn't allowed to watch it. I wasn't either, but I did. I mean, I, it, obviously, we turned out so great because we didn't <laughs> watch it. I killed the guy on the kid. way here, and it didn't affect me at all. <laughs> I mean, I watched it when I was in, you know, got up into middle school in all mm. my formative years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I uh, back when they actually did just hours and hours of music videos. It was like elementary school, I remember, for me, when yeah. they were doing, uh, they were showing music videos. They had... MTV Deathmatch. Oh, like my Celebrity gosh. Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch, uh-huh. yeah. Um, they had all kinds of great programming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they showing now? I don't even it's know. It's like teen, it's all, teen dramas. Yeah, teen it's all like dramas. after the real world. That's like That was like the downhill. Yeah, it's all just like reality TV now, right? Yeah, they're all like vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? No. It's <laughs> me. It's what I like. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, we talked about this earlier today. That we both saw the debut, the world, the international debut of Usher's Yeah. Yeah. On MTV. Hey, town. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I do remember seeing it. I remember seeing the debut. I do. And now it's, you know, it's enjoyed by every wedding ever by (laughs) white people. And Kevin James. And Kevin James. So, wait. When... When did you see it? On what occasion were you home and saw said said masterpiece? I was home and I think it was it debuted I remember it was nighttime because I mean that's when that's when Usher comes out. Right. That's when Usher he's nocturnal. <laughs> Everyone knows that. That's not a racist thing. It's just accurate. He just No one was saying it was racist. Why did you say it was racist? <laughs> He just shows up at nighttime because that's when things go down. Peace up, A Town. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I was laying down on a couch that had like bedding all over it because I was sick. I was homesick that uh-huh. week. Uh-huh. And in a weird drug-induced haze, I watched Ludacris rap about how Lil John and Ursher had the beat to make the booty go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were homesick, and in a weird <laughs> remedy, my parents thought maybe this would fix me. <laughs> like this weird exorcism. Yeah. This will get the bad spirits we out. We need to get the bad dancing out of him. <laughs> Those are very different voices. We <laughs> <laughs> they met online. Uh, yeah, parents had very different voices. Which this is a great segue, because today we're talking about being sick. Mm-hmm. Being ill. Ill, fresh, just disgusting Ill, and gross and, and flu ridden. <laughs> Dane Cook talks about how when you're homesick, you watch The Price is Right. It's true. Because The Price is Right has magical healing powers. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> does it or is it just because it's on at 9 a.m. until like 9 p.m. And then, and then like the 9.30 and then 11.30 and then 2. <laughs> just and, randomly, yeah. random spots throughout the day. It actually caters to you. It's for so if I turn my TV on, if I need it to be on right then, it's on. But right. if you don't need it to be on at nine fifteen, it'll it's never not be on. on. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's like a whisper in the wind. It is. It just coasts off of the coattails of soap operas mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of a cliffhanger. Yeah. When Joey's brother is actually is actually a ghost and his is his mom. Then uh, Bob Bar- I don't watch it, Barbara. Then Bob Barker shows up with the skinniest microphone it. in the world. He does. Mm-hmm. To soothe you. It's also very weird right now to watch Price is Right because half of Drew Carey. Yeah. <laughs> What's left of him? The- <laughs> he looks like Orville Redenbacher. He really does. Those glasses, though. I mean, uh, good for him. It's a weird decision because if you were asked to host the Price is Right, it's an institution. It is. It is a classic. I mean, everyone knows you're talking about. You right. are the host of the Price is Right, but you're also the host of a game show that hasn't changed anything about its, its aesthetic since the 70s. Right, but then but then to follow Bob Barker, it doesn't matter who you are, you are not Bob Barker. Right. Like, that's that's who you are. It's yep. not like, oh, that's Drew Carey. It's, oh, it's the guy that's not Bob Barker. Right. Drew Carey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's holding strong. I know. I thought for sure it was going to be like a one season that he's gone to to revisit. An interim Price's Right host. <laughs> right? As they found, no, 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 we're going to find the real one later, Drew. Yeah. We're going to pull in Jay Leno, and then we're going to take it from him, and then give it to Conan, and then take it from him and give it back to Jay Leno. <laughs> you know how it works. That's, that's never happened in the history of TV. Never. That was a very Ever. strange What a weird pull. It's a weird flex, but okay. It's so true, but you're like, you're constantly, it's like, yes, you have this amazing well-known position, but it's constantly sloppy seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how how good of a job you do. No. But that that's a that's a really good segue into the things that happen when you're homesick, mm-hmm. which, you know, like that was the ultimate. When you were a kid yep. and when you were able to bypass the gatekeeper of your parents to say, Mom, Dad, I don't I don't feel I don't feel good. And, and then, then you fade off as yeah. Thanos snaps yeah. his fingers. <laughs> Mr. Stark. <right> I don't feel. <laughs> fade into little poop dust and yeah, yeah. fade away. Glitter, on the, just glitter that gets everywhere. <laughs> on the planet Titan. <laughs> <laughs> but like trying to fake that yeah. was so difficult. That was like boss fight level difficulty. Uh, not if you're like uh, a A-list actor. <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal, but I got so the Marlon flu Brando was home lot. all the time. <laughs> Yeah, man. I gave him an offer they couldn't lose. <laughs> I don't get it. So <laughs> so I want you to walk me through yeah. what Tiny Jordan, like did you have tactics that you would pull? Um, see, it's it's hard because you, you want to sell it enough that you that you convince them that oh well maybe he has a cold maybe he's contagious you know it's not a, it's not a big deal. So wait, did you did you try and go into it and make it look like? You're thinking to yourself, okay, I want this to be my parents' idea that I stay home. Or did you outright tell them, I don't feel great? It wouldn't work. I I do remember early, early on, I'm talking kindergarten, first grade. I remember I was sitting in, this is weird that I know this. I was sitting in the doorway to a house that I lived in until I was probably seven. So I know it was really early. And I remember laying there and I was just getting over being sick. 
and I I had the the thought, the realization that oh wait, if I can convince them I'm sick, I don't have to go to school. <laughs> wait, how old were you? Probably six. Six. Okay. Wow, that's and pretty early that you realized seven, yeah. that. And so from then on, huh? I thought I like at six. Aren't you supposed to still love school because it's just coloring? And uh, it's- as, as as at six, I love lying and. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I think then that's, that's like a when good I lie. that's what I think. You know, like a good lie to get the blood flowing. A good, good fibbing. Yeah, I liked a good fibbing. <laughs> just a little white fib. <laughs> just a just a wee white. A wee one. little white fib. <laughs> Nobody doesn't like a little I'm white. Just fib. stretching the truth a wee bit. <laughs> hey, lad. Yeah, I mean, stretching the truth. I I remember it was yeah very early that I I realized that I could I could you know a little white lie didn't feel like going. So did you? Did, you had to have just like completely sucked at it initially because kids are terrible. I at don't it. remember really trying to like push it. You know, push it. Dun, 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 with my sickness, and I didn't really try to like pull out those acting chops. Probably mm. till late elementary school. Okay. Yeah, my my kids are terrible at lying right now. It's awesome because oh, it's I great. know I know they're gonna get better at it, which yeah, yeah, sucks. Yeah. yeah, but like uh, I the other day, just randomly, something happened between the two of them. One of them had had hid something from the other one, and mm-hmm. one of them freaked out. And I walked in to intervene, and I said, "What's going on here?" And one of them had her hand in the couch cushion. And then had pulled her hand out and looked at me. And I went to go pull the couch cushion up. And then the little one yelled, don't look in there. There's nothing in there. <laughs> like, really? I, I don't want to tell them to work on it because I don't want them to be good at lying. But That's you just right. inherently suck at it initially. It's true. You still try it. When do we learn? Is it is it by watching other people lie? Is it by watching TV and, and Probably. realizing They that watch a lot more TV to, now. So yeah. they, they're, they're able to figure out and put those things together like, oh, I can deceive. I can make people think one thing when I'm actually doing another thing. They watch a lot of MTV right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just a lot of MTV. That Carson Daly. (laughs) I think that's our last tick reference of MTV (laughs) is Carson Daly. That's all of it. Um, that that also is is really interesting because you, you say your girls watch a lot of TV. They're not stuck. If they're homesick from school, they're not stuck watching Prices Right. They oh, can watch anything in the, the, the world. The first time we pulled up a YouTube video for them to watch something yeah. and an ad came up, they lost their mind. <laughs> they were like, "What? Are, this isn't, no, we clicked on the thumbnail with the cartoon dog. And what is this, insurance? Like, no, this isn't, dad, 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 fix it, fix it. Like, I can't, I have, it's, there's a timer at the bottom. I have to wait 30 seconds. I have to wait. <laughs> I'll die by then. <laughs> I will be dead. <laughs> they they could not comprehend why we had to sit through something before the content that they wanted to consume. They had they had zero idea. To be fair, that is that is a very unfair thing for YouTube to do. To assume it's a hard lesson. That hard you lesson have that they the had patience to patience and or the ability to sit through a thirty second Geico ad. <laughs> Who do you think I am? I'm an important person. <laughs> you think I have this kind of time? How? <laughs> Dare you. I need to watch that cat fall off of that shelf <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Stat. Filmed in 240p, uploaded in 2001. I need to watch it. Um, but my my kids have been homesick, and it's really interesting to watch like 
when the younger one, this actually just happened recently. The younger one was terribly sick. It was, mommy, I don't feel so. And then (laughs) just throw up everywhere. (laughs) Like, so I think maybe she should stay home today. (laughs) And it's a whole thing for us because like, you know, we have babysitters during the day. And it's like, I don't want to invite the babysitters over because then they get sick. And that always happens. So Uh then it's, it's me. It's me that has to stay home. Because a lot of your job came down from home. I can, but yeah, my wife is well, a dental hygienist. She can't, and they, lot, not a lot of people feel comfortable coming into your home to have their teeth examined in your living room. Well, that and they book their patients six months out. Okay, well. So to have that on the book for six months only for like the day of to be like, <laughs> yeah, you can't come in. <laughs> like that, that's how they do it. Why is Elmo working as your <laughs> <No>. reception? <laughs> <laughs> your teeth will be dirty. <laughs> Oh and then <laughs> the laugh's the worst part. <laughs> no, They're just laughing at the, at the like, but I'm I I drive forty five minutes to get here. Elmo doesn't care. And like, come on, Elmo, please, <laughs> Elmo, come on, bro. So it's easier it's easier for me to stay home with the kiddos, and then but it actually works out because my immune system, knock on wood, it's like a steel trap. Everyone in my home gets sick, and I don't. Do you I, not get sick very often? I don't now. Watch after this podcast, I'm gonna get death tomorrow. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have like leukemia. Right, like now. it's all gonna no! catch up to you. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know. I don't know. Right <laughs> now, like there's germs invading my immune system. Just like get them, get them. Everything. Oh no! Take it all. <laughs> Elmo is my immune system, which is why <laughs> he's immune. He's like a cartoon puppet. They don't get sick. I'll fight you. <laughs> so when the younger one is sick, the older one realizes like, wait, she gets to stay home and do what? Yeah. She's yeah. she's what? And then so immediately her demeanor is like, oh, no. I'm like, what's wrong, Lucy? I don't feel good either. I'm, I'm, I'm sick too. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. You were just joking around with me at the breakfast table. How old is she? Uh, five. Oh, five and a half. She's almost to six. Once she gets to six, it's six. That's it's the six year old. She's gonna be sitting in your kitchen, and realize. Oh wait, <laughs> she's she's visited by the by the lying spirit. If Dad deceive, <laughs> little one, deceive, and then it floats away. <laughs> Listen, little girl, to what I say. Deception is the only way. It only speaks in limerick. <laughs> it's just sitting in the corner trying to rhyme. Okay, man, deceive, receive, receive. No, that's Believe, dumb. That's dumb, Jared. Can, shut can up. Conceive. Uh, God, why did? Uh, where's my thesaurus? Uh, a thief. No, that's. No, I had to pluralize it for the V. Thieves. Thieves. Steve, Steve's, Daryl Eves, Steve's, Daryl Eves. <laughs> what a pull. <laughs> but yeah, they, they've learned that they get to stay home if they are in fact sick. And uh, I mean, you can tell. Like, I, I'm looking at it now. And when I was little trying to lie to my parents, like, oh, I'm sick. For the most part, they could look at me and be like, yeah, get your backpack. You're going to school. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until I was I was in middle school. And I, you know, you learn, you learn the tricks of the trade, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you could, you could put the thermometer with the mercury in it onto a light <laughs> and your mom's like, I, I, I heard about a kid doing this. I was like, oh man, I gotta try that. <laughs> and so I went home and your mom's like, oh wow, you, you must really be sick. And I was like, yeah, I just feel so bad. She's like, you have a fever of 130. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I need to stay home oh, and play yeah. video games yeah. today. Oh, yeah. It's that runny nose. It really, really <laughs> jacks up that thermometer. There's no nuance as a kid. <laughs> no. Zero. There's a great Calvin, another Calvin and Hobbes comic where his mom walks in and he's in bed and he's like, I don't feel so good. And she goes, okay, Calvin. He goes, I think I'm sick. And she says, Calvin, it's a Saturday. And he says, I know. And the next panel is just her running to the doc to the phone to call the doctor. Because <laughs> it's Calvin. He's yeah, not yeah. going to give up a Saturday <laughs> unless he's legitimately sick. Like, it's just, you learn, and maybe that's where we learn it, from Calvin. Maybe. <laughs> you learn those nuances. <laughs> maybe it's true. And that, that is something, did, were your parents sticklers about what you did when you were homesick as a kid? Yeah, and I think it was because they were, they they doubted so much. They're like, I, is he actually sick? Okay. No TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, but what? That no. I know. It's like <laughs> that's why. That's the thing. Like, I I could <laughs> I could sit and watch TV. You know, laying down, resting. Mm-hmm. But like, if I tried to pull out a video game controller, if I tried to pull out that Super Nintendo controller, uh-huh. Uh-huh. play a little Super Mario World, Mm-mm. go on that Star Road. Mm-mm. No. My dad was like, "Oh no, you're sick." <laughs> I'm like, Dad, as a, as like an eight year old, I was like. Dad, what does moving my thumbs even affect in my immune system? <laughs> On the flip side of that, I remember the days where I like I legitimately was sick with mm. like the 102 fever. And oh, like yeah. you open your eyes and you can't see. And then you think like you're home alone. You think you were home alone? There were times when I was a little bit older old when I would okay, be home okay. alone. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to turn on my PlayStation. I was I'm older, gonna, like gonna, four or five. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually before I came here to record this. Um <laughs> And I would turn on the the N sixty four to play, and like you try and play a couple minutes of it, and, and you feel awful. well, you can't comprehend anything that's happening. <laughs> like, like the words it is, are it's slurring. like a weird fever dream, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like banjo because yo man, that's like a oh, bird in a backpack. Man, Holy, that's shit, actually a really man. good. That's a really good segue. <laughs> this, so the the dreams you have when oh, you're God. sick. Are just so weird. I mean, dreams dreams alone are just a strange concept. But I do love using the analogy of like hyperbolically mm-hmm. of something being like a fever dream. A fever dream because yeah. that that fe- there's nothing like it. You wake up in this weird haze and you're kind of sweaty and you feel bad, but more so you just feel weird. It does. Everything you feel feels lost. Everything feels suspended. Yeah. Everything feels suspended. So because you're congested and there's like all this that, goop in your head. Anything that happens. So if like you you like turn over and you like hit your elbow on the wall, for me that that action repeats. Yeah. In your head it's like this it's like an yeah. echo why, in your body. Why am I still hitting my elbow? Like evolutionarily, <laughs> what is the point of that? <laughs> Like, what the hell is our, are our bodies supposed to be doing? Right. To fight us uh, against talking to pretty girls. I guess so. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> to remind us that we are finite. Because <laughs> that is the most bizarre reaction. It is. That is a really good question. I, I remember hearing something. I don't know if this is true. That when we get tense, like when we're stressed out. Yeah. We shrug our shoulders because the shoulder muscles protect the jugular. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's that innate Everything sort of. Everything is. If you feel uncomfortable, a lot of times you'll want to cross your arms right. because it, it protects, protects your vitals. all the vital organs. Yeah. Or a lot of guys will put their hands across their hands across right. if their I'm protecting, If I'm protecting wanna... a goal-winning uh, penalty shot from the <laughs> opposing team in football, I will. I will put both hands over my my crotch area. The jewels. The jewels. Got to protect them. Um, 
But yeah, what what is the what is the evolutionary trait protecting me against when I have a fever dream <laughs> yeah. that a cat's chasing me in a I man suit? I have to feel like my entire body's flo- floating <laughs> in order for my species to continue. Like I do, I don't understand. I, I mean, that's probably the closest that I can imagine. Like the what uh, are those like weird trips that the spirit journeys or whatever they're called yeah like taking peyote yeah like the idea of like you need to go on this journey to become a man go in this weird hut that i made out of mud by myself with a hole at the top oh i guarantee it's probably that times um, like a hundred yeah i can't imagine they they all talk about like i talked to a to a (laughs) snake god and he told me about my future (laughs) i walked on on uh tessel tessel rams tesseracts i walked on tesseracts Uh, on my tiptoes. It sounds like we're making fun of it, but I would 100% go to one of these things. <laughs> it sounds incredible. <laughs> Which maybe the next episode. That's what I can put batteries in the recorder. <laughs> was peyote better as a kid <laughs> or as an adult? I don't know. Is Bob Barker here or is it Drew Carey? <laughs> I have to compare actual peyote as an adult to like Robitussin as a child. Robo tripping like, <laughs> or a spirit journey. <laughs> Which is better? There are too many eagles. There's way too many eagles here. I don't know about this. Uh, my ancestors are just so loud when they're talking to me. I just don't like it. Uh, this wigwam. Could you have? Is there like a? Is there a nest here you can like turn up to accommodate my needs? I don't like my spirit guide's accent. It's just like really annoying and taking me out of the experience. All the things that I've labeled as my spirit animal over the last ten years are incorrect. We have so many responses. <laughs> Roblo is not my spirit animal. We Grimace should... from McDonald's is not my spirit animal. We should have an episode with just like annoying white people on peyote and just do just do impressions for an entire That's hour. That's a Fox show. That's a Fox show. <laughs> this Thursday on White People on Peyote. <laughs> That's the title of this episode is White People on Peyote. <laughs> it's like, man, we're on the 19th season. We're just killing it. Crushing it. Just... No one doesn't want to watch white people on peyote. It and you never know, gets old. Brooke Shields, her career was suffering for a while, and then this gem comes along. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> How just, do they do it? Just Orlando Jones is the token boy. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? He's the spirit guys. <laughs> Matthew Perry's like, what? <laughs> Could I get any more spiritual? Could I be any more high? <laughs> I would watch the crap out of that shit. Fox execs, are you listening? Come are on, you listening. We're just we're just talking gold here, gold bars <laughs> must in see these microphones. TV. Is must see TV still a thing on Thursdays on NBC? I don't know. Uh. That was a lot of rhyming though. <laughs> so yeah, being sick in a wigwam. Uh, big fans, <laughs> big fans, huge, huge, fans. huge, huge fans. Um, did you ever get kicked to school? even though you actually were sick. I thought you were talking about literally for a second. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, even though I was sick. There were times, my parents, they knew if I was legitimately <laughs> sick. They weren't just like, nah. <laughs> my son's a liar. Hey, get you, out. You get your ass in the car, boy. You get to school. <laughs> you get to learning. No, no, no. Like, if, if I had a fever, if, you know, those kinds of things, typical signs, they they were like, you know, let's just, let's keep them home. But, I mean, if I was just feeling under the weather and I didn't have a fever, 
I mean, they were probably right to say like, no, you can get to school. It's going to be fine. My dad, my, my dad always, always had the reaction that if I wasn't that sick and I didn't have a fever, he, he would assume I wasn't contagious. And he would say, what, what's going to be different about you going to school than staying home? Like you're going to be sitting for hours. And I was like, what was damn, the Michael damn Crichton? you and your logic. What dad. was the Michael Crichton book about the, was it outbreak with about know. the monkey that got everyone sick? It's like, yeah, dad, Michael Crichton wrote this book about me. <laughs> I was like, in Jurassic sixth grade. Park? I wasn't really in, into <laughs> Michael Crichton. You weren't, you didn't read the great train robbery as a child. <laughs> me neither. Um, I did read Congo. That's Michael Crichton, right? It is. I did. I read that in uh, seventh grade. But he wasn't sick. No, he wasn't. He was just a gorilla. He was a gorilla, a misunderstood gorilla that hunters wanted. Right. Right. True. And none of them called him sick. No, nope. <laughs> maybe one. They day. were all on the job. Just daring, homesick. <laughs> wow, glad I don't have to hunt gorillas today. Man, I'm just the, not feeling the gorilla. All my friends are gonna die. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Going Price that rights on. <laughs> <laughs> what did I win, Bob? <laughs> That's the other thing too about like daytime television. Aside from the prices, right? Yeah. It sucks. Oh, it's so terrible. And that's the thing. I was saying, like your daughters. Oh, yeah. Never. They'll never know that They'll pain. never have to. Anything that they want to watch, like anything. Yeah. Anything at their fingertips. Right. It's just crazy. Because you get past prices, right? And then it's what? Infomercials and soap operas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're at the point and like right shitty. Now. And then when we were kids, it was just like, oh, it's either those or it's cartoons from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're at the point right now where like, we'll, we'll watch like, um, I, I think we went and watched Finding Dory in theaters. And the next day... Lucy was like, can we watch Finding Dory? I was like, well, no, it's not like it's still in theaters. And she goes, oh, we can just pull it up on Netflix. I'm like, huh? well, not. I like your confidence, <laughs> not kid. Yet. Here's it's the not yet. It's not quite there yet. But she's just, she doesn't understand the idea of things like we have to wait. We have to wait for them to be available to us in some form. Time is a complicated structure. <laughs> it's man-made, you know? Yeah, some man-made. Yeah. It's, it's not, not real. Probably on some peyote trip, some guy, John Time, was like, what should I call this? <laughs> should I call John this? John Time? <laughs> the most generic name of all time? You know what? He invented the construct of, of, of passing and a magazine. <laughs> You're welcome. He's done so much for us, people. Just, Don't make gives, fun of his name. He gives and he gives and he gives. So what do you do? Make fun of his name for being generic? It's Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> he winds his, his watch and walks away. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to think. Do you have any specific? I mean, you did. You did have. Uh, you talked about some specifics from when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any like. Ooh, did you? Uh, did you have any weird uh, experience? <laughs> I don't know why I said go on. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. It's okay. It's a safe place. Did you have any uh, super, <laughs> super weird things happen when you went to the doctor? Did, did, he, did he do things to you? Did you walk in and there was like a... God. All right. Did I have any weird experiences with the doctor? Yeah. Did you, did you have an issue with going to the doctor when you were a kid? It was rare. Like... It had to be like I had to be bleeding from orifices for my parents to, to go take to the me. doctor. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Like I, I don't think like now with my daughters, I don't know if it, it's just because I don't have very many occurrences like memories where 
it was like, oh, we need to take the kids to the doctor. My mm-hmm. my folks were like, okay, you're actually sick. You need to stay home for a few days. Fight fight until the fever breaks. <laughs> or you die. Or you die. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> and if you die, we didn't want a weak son like that anyway. <laughs> my my parents' parenting techniques were were brought about by the Oregon Trail. <laughs> like, what do you got? If you die, we'll start our family's new life on the West Coast without you. We got 103 fever. I need to kill some squirrels, maybe one buffalo. I need to cock this wagon so it gets across the river. If you die... Then we got another kid. It's fine. You <laughs> killed 5,000 pounds of meat? We can't, we can't carry, carry that. You know carry this. this. You're a savage, Felix. Right. We're on the last level. You've got 104 fever. Here's a stick and a raft that we fashioned together with logs and string. I need you to navigate in this winding <laughs> this winding rapids in and out of these these rocks. And if we get to the end, we can start our life together. But if you're not feeling too hot, yeah, maybe. Yeah, what are you, sick? You c- come on. What a weird tangent. Okay, so did I ever have any weird experiences with doctors? Not like when you say weird experiences with doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting those rubble gloves on, latex gloves. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, my parents took me to the doctor more often than not if I was sick. Right. Because especially if I had a fever, they're just like, let's just get some antibiotics. We'll right. see if it's not like a viral thing. We can just knock it out really fast. You'll be back in school tomorrow. Mm. Um, I did not have any weird experiences with doctors. <laughs> I was hoping no one put any. No, hey, hey, no one put anything in my butt. I want everyone to know that no one did it. Never in the third grade that no, one time. That one time on a Thursday <laughs> at in the afternoon, it rained that day, but no one did anything. The sky cried for me. I never thought clowns could tear up. And Jordan just started smoking a cigarette. It was weird. It's fine. And now I feel like I have to do a podcast to matter as a human being. It's fine. It's just this one big coping mechanism, this recording, <laughs> these recorded voices of ours. We're getting really real. What a weird life we live. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so it sounds like you didn't go to the doctor that much, though. No, it was like a, if you're sick, you stay home and you get better. If you're not sick, go to school. And then you get kicked out. I remember there was actually one time uh, I was still living with my parents and I was like, it was like maybe a year before I moved out, maybe even six months. I was, I think I was still, no, it was the summer after uh, my senior year in high school. So I just graduated. I was working at Burger King. And that morning I was, I felt awful. It was like, I was supposed to be at Burger King at my, at my job at like 8.30 or nine o'clock. And I was still living with my parents and I woke up and I felt terrible. And I remember checking my temperature. I didn't have a fever. I wasn't throwing up. I I just I felt like crap, and uh, and so I I told my dad I was like I'm gonna call in sick. I do not feel good. And he looked at me. He was like, "This is your responsibility. You need to go to work." What? And How old like, are you? I was 18. You're an adult man. I, no, I know, I know. So here's what I did. Here's what I did. I said, "Dad, I killed him. I, I, he's dead now. He's dead." I said, Dad, I do not. How do you feel, Dad? I was like, I don't feel good. I closed my eyes. I said, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't want to get anyone at work sick. I'm making people's food. Like this doesn't yeah, seriously. Sound. And he was like, This is your responsibility. You need to go. And I said, Hold on one second. And I ran to the bathroom and I closed the door. And then I very quietly turned on the, the sink and I filled up a cup and I started making noises. And then. <laughs> 
And then timing it just right, I went, and then I poured the water into the toilet. So it sounded like vomit was hitting the toilet. And I out loud was like, oh, God. And then I poured the water and it would hit the thing. And then I flushed. And I was like, I sniffing. wonder what the percentage of listeners just turn it off because of all the vomit yeah. sounds. And then from the other side of the door, I hear, are you, are you okay? I was like, hang on, I'll be right out. I'll be right out. And I was smiling. I'll be right out. And to be fair, I did. I felt like garbage. I right. felt like garbage. Like it felt like a, like a sick hangover, but I, I wasn't drunk. That's, and so it's interesting that as an 18 year old <laughs> man, you walked out and you, Almost had to like confirm it with your father's, right? Which is why I moved out when I was eighteen. <laughs> I don't know if I've told that story on the podcast, but I moved out when I was eighteen. It was very, very shortly after yeah, that when yeah. I moved out. Um, and my first apartment was actually in a one-bedroom apartment with a coworker in his living room. A Burger King coworker? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, that's another story for another time. But uh, because of the environment that I was in, I was like, all right. I got it. My dad comes from an era where when you're 18, you're out of the house. Yeah. So he carried that all the way through to when his wow. son was 18. He was like, get out. That is some intense old-fashioned oh, yeah. oh, parenting yeah. right there. I mean, it was great to be out of the house. Don't get me wrong. I was broke as a joke. I had like a job that barely paid for anything. But man, it was great to be out of the house. I could throw up wherever I wanted. I could be sick anytime I wanted to be sick. So speaking of being sick anytime you want to be sick, you talked about faking vomiting. <laughs> I do. Ha- I do have a story about. This. So <laughs> so when I was in high school, um, before I could drive. So I when I was a freshman in high school, my sister was a senior in okay. high school. Obviously, went to the same high schools, um, and my parents would go to work before we would leave for school. Okay, and so. My sister would drive us, and I remember there was something that day. Maybe I just wasn't feeling school. Maybe I just didn't want to go. Maybe I was trying to skip out on something. I don't remember exactly why. Um, I was like, but I'm not going to go to school today. And But my parents are already gone. I need to, but my my sister is a witness. So <laughs> the only person. <laughs> the only person. Witness! And then she spray paints your teeth silver. <laughs> While you're vomiting. I'm going to be shiny and chrome. Um, before. <laughs> just, just imagine your sister driving a dude buggy and you're not wearing a shirt. And you're just hanging onto the roll cage of this dude buggy. <laughs> I don't feel great. And she spray paints we your live, We die. We live again. She's spray painting you. And then we just pull into the high school parking lot. We're like, all right, see you. I'll see you at 3.30, sis. He's covered in fillers. <laughs> it's my social studies back there. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh my gosh, that's the oh wow. <laughs> so I remember this Kentucky day we we're getting ready. Edgy. We're getting ready, and I have to sell it. So uh, it, I can't do something as simple as that because if I just went to the bathroom and pretended I was throwing up, like she'd have to be near me. She, I mean, she she's, she's getting ready. Chunks so falling she'd out have of to you. see these things happening. <laughs> so I, I don't remember exactly what how how many things were involved. How many? What? Oh, wow. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. Uh-huh. I took a variety oh, of nice. condiments. Oh, nice from my refrigerator oh my god and just started dumping shit in the the toilet (laughs) 
<laughs> Were you at least going for some consistency of like shade of color? Yeah, I think we. I I found some like some leftover ground beef. Oh um, wow! Found, use some relish. Okay, um, so we're bit. looking at like a pale green. Yep, I'm okay. looking. And then we had, I had a little bit of ketchup, some soy sauce. Okay, so Worcestershire. a red and green, so brownish a at Brownish this at this point, yeah, yeah. Okay. A little bit of mustard. <laughs> um, your sister's like, what the hell did you eat? Because <laughs> it's coming from your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> She's thinking like, so you had. <laughs> well, here's my, I literally had this reasoning as a high school student is that I had to get something more acidic because that's what stomach acid like. It has a certain stench to it. <laughs> See, and, what's uh, funny is your brain. Your brain went for the acidic side of things, where my brain would have been more of a color theory. Ooh. Like, because uh, immediately it's like red and green. Okay, we got a brown. <laughs> Getting so, the color palette right, right from my right. high school vomit, so it's got to be like a like a diarrhea brown. <laughs> That's like, the new Crayola color, diarrhea brown. It's a very specific greenish brown. Sorry. Okay. So you had you had this amazing so I concoction. This, I get this in uh, Fifty Shades of Hork. Yep. And and so I don't go to my sister yet. I call my parents first, and she's like getting ready, or she's downstairs like getting ready to head out. And uh, I say, yeah, I'm not feeling, I, I just threw up. And so I say, yeah, like Leslie's here. She can confirm it. And you so, put all the all and, the bottles away. Yeah, yeah okay. everything's gone. Everything's <laughs> gone. Sitting on the counter. And so I, I, so I almost put her on the spot. It's like, can you come here and just tell them I, I, I did this? Can you come look at this? Can you come look at this? It's a bunch of delicious condiments I just put in a toilet. <laughs> If you scoop this out and put it on the in some aluminum foil and put it on the grill, we've got dinner tonight. <laughs> it's actually amazing. It's mostly just burgers toppings. It's literally that, including hamburger. It's mom's meatloaf recipe. It's one bun away <laughs> from Felix's job as an eighteen-year-old at Burger King. You just made a whopper. <laughs> just put some put a slice of cheese. You're on missing that. some mayo, and you're you're good to go. That's a value meal. That's a Whopper with cheese and a side water. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I stayed home from school that day. <laughs> Wait, does anyone know this? Nope. <laughs> you're such a listen to this Maybe. Podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> I've never told anyone this in my life. Man, the things we unveil when we, when we record There's ourselves. There's a lot of freedom happening <laughs> in this podcast. So... Oh, so what we learned, we lied a lot. Lies. Okay, take it back. I lied a lot. You you got sick legitimately. Oh, I lied too. Okay, good. I lied too. I just wanted Dad, to. Dad, I don't feel so. Water. I used water because I was going for the sound. The sound. Well, it was through yeah, a door. Yeah, I had right. to actually have a visual. I wanted to sell it. Oh, yeah. Man. Well done. Well done. Now, and as adults. <laughs> as Leslie, a, what is that? What is it then? What happened? You explain it. What do you think? I just went to the refrigerator and just started pulling. What do you mean it looks like relish? (laughs) What do you mean there's a price tag on it? (laughs) Jordan, you can't just take the actual thing of ground beef out of the freezer and put it in the toilet. You have to open it up. It's it's just floating on a styrofoam raft. Still frozen. It has all of the. That came out of me. (laughs) I ate that. That came out of my body. So hungry last night. I was so hungry. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm throwing up. I don't know. Are you a doctor? No. Supposed to eat meat that's not defrosted in time. You're a senior in high school. Go work in your screenplay. (laughs) Uh, Do you have uh, yearbook club to go to? (laughs) Was your sister in yearbook club? Probably. (laughs) Um, But as adults. great (laughs) it's still good 
It's not as good though, because I feel like I don't spoilers straight up lie as much as I did. I think the thing that makes it tough now is, well, for you, A, you work from home. I was going to get there. Yeah. Right. Me, I don't work from home, but I could at any point say I'm working from home today, regardless of whether or not I'm sick or if I'm healthy and I'm in the office, my work still needs to get done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, and, and that was the same thing with school. Like you still most of the time had to do the work. Your parents would have to go and get the worksheets out right. of that little mailbox in the mm-hmm. office or whatever, and mm-hmm. you, you would have to catch up somehow. Right. Of course, when I was in seventh grade, I didn't think about consequences to things. What are but, those? No, come on. <laughs> what is this, cocaine? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> um, no, but as an adult, like your job has to get done <clears throat> somehow. Right. There's so. just, there's there's not I mean un- unless you're finding someone else to fill in for you in which case you're paying for it or your job is paying for it and right. they're deducting it from you like there there there's consequences to boot to just be like oh yeah no, it feels so good and I, I'm just trying to recall the last few times that I've actually been home legitimately sick it's the logistics of okay I still need to get the stuff done in the morning how do I knock the stuff out that was scheduled for today. And you're mm. calling in subs for things. You're figuring out, you're rescheduling things. It's almost more work just to it call out is. sick. It is. And it's not an enjoyable stay-at-home experience. No. It's, uh, I I just need to not do anything. I mean, I remember back when I had a job that actually had to go in for or go in to see people. I had to be legitimately sick mm. to be like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, I mean, if I, if I was, you know, if I had a fever... I mean, I was working with kids, right. so I'm not going to put <laughs> actual kids. Like, I, I would find coverage and stuff for those things, too. Um, but the days that I was, like, calling my supervisor and or our director and just saying, please find people for me. I am not in a state to work on this stuff. I and mean, see, that's those the, are the days. Oof. That's the other thing, too, is you, you dealt with people on a regular basis mm-hmm. when you had to go in or... Right. It, just on a regular basis of a, of a normal work day. For me, I do, for the most part, have the sort of uh, luxury of just sitting behind a desk. And if I want to just close my door in my office, yeah. I can. And I can let people know. Like, I, I, I can distinctly remember times where I, I was deathly sick and thinking, like, I should just stay home. But at the same time thinking... I can't do this work at home and no one else can like there's a project almost finished. Mm-hmm. So I would go into the office and I would send an email out. I would close my door and say, I'm here, but I'm not. Do not come <laughs> into my office unless you want to get sick. I'm finishing projects A, B, D, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm gone. Like, don't ask me to do anything else outside of these things because these are the things that need to be delivered today or this week. If you want to get sick, come in and hang out. You're welcome to. And for the most part, all you have to do is tell people like, yeah, I'm not feeling great. And they back up. Like hey, they've got the plague. Yeah. Like, whoa, Quarantine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. They put you in a bubble and then you roll around like a hamster. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. Honestly. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really fun. Sometimes I just lie. Tell people I'm sick so I can be yeah. in the hamster ball. I remember the last time I was really sick, um, I had to call out of work. And I, I actually had, I ended up having this, whatever strain of the flu it was that year. And so I woke up and I was, 
it was the first time I'd thrown up probably in five years. Oh, that's the worst. Were you like bartering with yourself? What do you mean? So like, you know, because it, 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 it is one of those things when you become an like adult. Like one of the stages of grief? Like <laughs> a little bit. So when you, be, when you become an adult, it's been hopefully a, a few years, maybe even a decade if you're lucky, yeah. since, it's, since you've actually thrown up because you've gone through the whole like rigmarole of like, let's drink all the alcohol. Oh, that's and true. Then, I shouldn't say it's been five years. It's been five years since I threw up because of an actual illness. But that's the thing is when, <laughs> when you feel that, that onset yeah. of vomit, <clears throat> there's the part of you that's like, okay, no, no, no. <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh my god, it's happening! I'm not fine. It's happening. And it's it's the waves. Yeah, it's yeah. the waves from toe to I feel top like of I'm head. I'm not. I'm not the kind of person who throws up a lot. Whether I'm hungover, whether <laughs> I, but like for me to get to the point where my body's like, no, this this hey hey PayPal hey oh, up there, this the is worst. all this stuff that's going on downstairs. That's, that's gonna worst. be coming upstairs in a second. You know, you get's so gonna Jordan, happen. Jordan caught the Minnesota flu. <laughs> my my stomach is in Minnesota. <laughs> that's like a weird right. You, you know, musical New Orleans. <laughs> my stomach's in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone stands. <laughs> Standing ovation every time. And then you guys come out and say, donate to the theater. And you bow. (laughs) The arts are in danger. Um, But if I get to the point where I know I'm going to throw up, it's been hours of agony. Like, I I have to feel terrible. Once that, that, that turn in my stomach comes, I'm like, oh, thank God. Because there is no better feeling once you've actually, you know, the the seconds after you've thrown up and you know you're done, you're like, oh. Thank God, because it's all out of me. Oh, my gosh. But when it happens, also, once you found someone (laughs) who you are comfortable throwing up in front of, that is a special relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's your spouse, whether it's someone you're dating. Mm. If you if you get to the point where you're throwing up in front of them and you're like, (laughs) and you you can see them the next day, I I appreciate that they're here right now. That is a special relationship <laughs> that you should cherish for all the days of your life. Yeah, you you marry that other person. <laughs> um, so to to your your statement of like the get it out of the way and then continue yep. on with the rest of your life. Yep. Not too long ago, my wife and I both caught the very the very contagious and extremely difficult to get rid of stomach flu that was going around. Oof. Like there was a particular strain. How long ago? This was maybe even like a year, maybe even a two two years ago. That might have been when I had it. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was, uh, I, remember, I remember it was right when Black Mirror, the latest season of Black Mirror <laughs> came out. I watched the whole thing, which is a bad thing oh. to watch when you have weird fever brain. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> so it was, I remember it because um, my youngest daughter, had woken up in the middle of the night and she she was completely fine, like calm. And, you know, it was, at first I thought it was just like typical kid stuff. She was just like, oh, I want, can I sleep with you? I was like, no, you got to go back to bed, all right? You got to sleep in your bed. And she goes, well, my bed's, my bed's wet. And I was like, oh, did you, did you pee your pants? And she goes, no. And I turn on the light and there's throw up all over her bed. I'm like, <laughs> no. oh, dear Lord. So, of course, I clean it up. And then, she does it again. I'm like, what is happening? Like, why are you throwing up? And she wasn't showing any symptoms of being sick. And the next day, my poor wife caught it and she's throwing up. And then I was like, okay, maybe I got away. And then I start feeling this like these waves. <laughs> Knock on wood. 
I never actually threw up because I kept finding these positions I could sit in. So you hate throwing up. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Because I, I okay, it's weird to say it, I love it, but no, no, I, because like, I, I, I appreciate what it does. I understand where you're coming from yeah. in a situation where it's like, I need to get it out of the way and I'm done. I've been in those situations and I'm, I'm, I'm just like a bring it on, do it, be done, right? Yeah. This was not one of this. Was, this was a stomach virus where all it's doing is just making you throw stuff up mm. until the virus is gone. Because my, unfortunately, my wife had to deal with that. Me, I, I kept feel like for, for 48 hours, I felt the waves of that. I stayed home and I Skyped in the meetings. I avoided, like, I just avoided people because it was apparently this super contagious thing. And I remember finding specific ways that night I slept sitting up and leaned over forward because it was the only position where my body wasn't like, we should throw up now. <laughs> I, I, I fell asleep sitting Indian style leaning forward. Your body is Elmo. My whenever. body. <laughs> My body turned into Mickey Mouse. Oh, we can't throw up this way. And then I would, I would lean forward. And that's how I slept. And my poor wife, just she got the brunt of it. Like she's just, she felt terrible. She And she never calls in sick. She had to call in sick the next day yeah. because she's like, I can't. Like I have zero energy. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still feeling terrible. I think I that might have been the same virus that went around. It I was going around. This is the first time. I'm I'm super stubborn now about like going to the doctor and just because i i don't want to i mean i i don't i don't want to pay the copay like i'm, I'm always like <laughs> oh my god i'm at the point i know I'm, I'm my own father now but I, i'm at the point where i'm thinking i'll get over it like yeah. i'll survive yeah. i'm in good shape i'm this isn't gonna kill me yeah i'll get over it this was a time where <laughs> i was debating for t- for like two hours Hannah was like if you need to go to the doctor tell me i will take you to the doctor and i was mm-hmm. like i'm fine and then i would just sit hunched over on the floor just Ugh. like uh, and i'm like i'm fine i, I remember fine. it was like 10 p.m i was like please take me to the doctor <laughs> i remember reading something that like it says it was extremely hard to like this particular strain was extremely hard to kill yeah and it was very very like sticky and contagious so if it was on surfaces of things if you touch the surface then you were more often than not going to catch it it's like a symbiote from spider-man it was it was venom (laughs) and so i remember once we were getting we were on the mend and i kept hearing stories from people from work and from church and from school like they were catching it again. Like it, it had no sort of like, oh, you caught it. Okay, we're done with you. It's like, no, no, we're going to ruin your life again. When we were finally on the mend, I remember boiling water and sticking washcloths and wiping everything down. <laughs> like I looked at Sarah. I was like, we are not going through this again. Like yeah. the kids went through it. We both went through it. I said, we're, we're not. Like just every surface in the house was like hot to the touch. <laughs> it soaked it down. Scalding every yeah, surface. My finger, like you probably can't ID you me. Don't, you I don't have fingerprints <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't catch it again. I, I mean, I this just, all goes to show oh, like as, a, as an adult – as a kid, you look forward to. There's a certain party looks forward to being sick, but there's a sweet spot to it. There is. You want to be just sick enough where you, you can don't stay go home, to school, but not sick enough that you can't enjoy do stuff it. at home by yourself. Yeah, yeah. But there, I mean, it, it is weird that there is part of my mind. I remember in college, I was in. It was my sophomore year of college, and the swine flu was going around. Oh god! Did you get the swine flu? I have a story about that. I'll go on. Okay, okay. Um, so I was in college. It was in, a, it was in an all-guys dormitory, 
And fortunately, I when I went to college, I was literally three blocks from my home. Basically, mm-hmm. it was it was a mile to my house. And so, <clears throat> this is this was so bad. If people don't remember, this was so bad in our college. If someone got the swine flu, their roommate had to. They were saying, "Find another room, mm-hmm. and you will be quarantine that person because yeah. it was spreading like wildfire, crazy throughout the campus." And so I remember I woke up one morning. I was like, oh, God, I feel I do not feel good. And so I went to the clinic. They did a test. They're like, yep, you got it. <gasps> like either quarantine yourself oh. or find somewhere to go. And um, so I, I was like, well, it's kind of good for me. So I, I went home and it, it was about the course of a week. People were dying from that. It was stuff. bananas. It was crazy. I, I remember Grief. it was that was probably the last time that I had that crazy fevery days kind of going on. Yeah. But it's weird that there's some, it's almost like a high. Yeah. Like where you, I don't know. Maybe it was the fact that. Not a good high. No, not, you just feel like bad and weird and just like numb to things. It's like this weird trip. But it's like, I I will like, yeah, I remember I was, I think I watched like Breaking Bad when it premiered. (laughs) It was a weird time. That was a weird thing. It was weird, man. (laughs) I I think I got. I don't know. I uh, I remember being ridiculously sick when I was living with a couple couple friends. They were all out to work, and my parents were out of town. And I remember at one point I got it from my bed and I walked to the fridge and I was walking through the hallway and the hallway started spinning clockwise <laughs> and that's the first time i'd ever experienced like that level of a fever yeah and i'm a broke kid who just moved out of my parents house i didn't have insurance i didn't have money to go pay a doc in the box like i had nothing so i'm like i'm fumbling through the hallway from inception to go get a drink of water and then i go back to my bed and i, tr- I fall asleep and i mean i fortunately it worked out but then come to find out later like People were dying from this. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know if I just had a really bad flu. I didn't know if I had the swine flu. But it was the same time. It had to have been. What it, year was it? Oh, God. Oh, four, oh, five. No, that was when I was in high school. Maybe oh, so six. Maybe it was a different strain. I mean, this is probably oh, eight. Okay. For me. I mean, that's 10 years ago, though. Yeah. And, uh, and, I think it was either the swine flu or the bird flu. Let's see. My wife and I got married in 09. Oh, I think I know the story. And we got I tickets. I think we told the story in this podcast. Probably. We got tickets to, to Mexico yeah. for our honeymoon for pennies on the dollar <laughs> because no one wanted to travel because yeah. everyone was getting sick from, I, I think, was that the bird flu? That's because birds are in the sky, man. But- <laughs> you can't fly in the sky where the birds are. The bird is sick. slang for airplane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah. where their flu is. <laughs> Come That's on. where they keep them. That's why the bathrooms are so small. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone was getting sick, and like I remember, like we got those, we got our honeymoon, the price of our honeymoon for so cheap. We were fine. Yeah. But no one wanted to travel because that's where it was coming from. I guess was Mexico like the origin point or something? I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. That's why we gotta build that dang wall, man. <laughs> it's a cave that bird. It's a flu wall. That's a flu wall, man. It's a flu wall. Flu wall, damn right. <laughs> Hashtag flu wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a it's gonna be trending on Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> these immigrants, those caravans, brother. They're <laughs> taking the flu with them. Come on. Everybody knows that. Boom. 
Uh, I say we transition into news time. Oh, you want a little news time? Dad, I got to have some news time. You asking for a little news time? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Listen to me, little brother. I'm going to give you some news. (laughs) So, I have a little article. Okay. uh, From Metro UK. Okay. And this is about, this is an article featuring different first person perspectives and where they reveal their best excuses for calling in sick. <laughs> so uh, some of these were a little wordy, some were a little long, some of them just weren't very good. Um, so I took three of them. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read them. So granted, these are from the UK. So if it doesn't sound like American English, absolutely not good. So this is what? from Kirsten in Glasgow. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. No, nope. I'm not gonna do that at all. <laughs> So Kirsten says, oh. Kirsten says, I once took two days off sick to read a new book. Oh. I called and said I had a migraine. I hadn't slept. I do actually get them every now and then. So it was plausible. I didn't, re- <laughs> I didn't require a doctor's note. It was a Terry Pratchett book. He's one of my favorite authors and his writing inspired me to write many of my own books. So I later quit that job as it made me miserable and launched a copywriting business and became a published author. So I think it was worth it. I personally relate to this person. <laughs> to take to purposely call in sick to read a, to finish a book. Well, Terry Pratchett's fantastic. I was gonna say just to quit their their life training oh, okay. job to start doing work that <laughs> not to enjoy. hang out with Terry Pratchett. Pratt, Pratt, I mean, I'll do I'll do that too. In the fictional sense. I would okay. do either or. Let's be honest. I, I maybe I relate to a lot of aspects of that story. I don't know. <laughs> But I appreciate you, Kirsten from Glasgow. I like where your heart's at. All right, this one is from Heidi in London. Not quite strictly a sicky situation. That's what they call sick days sickies. Isn't that really cute? I think it's adorable. But I knew someone who made up a child to get off <laughs> to get off work. He used excuses like he had to suddenly leave work because Penelope, quote unquote, had been sick at school. He had to leave early for parents' evenings, and he was late as he had to drop her off to swimming lessons. Oh, wait. So he was using his child? No, no, no. He made up oh. a child. <laughs> this pen, pen, That's why the quotes are around Penelope. She's not real. Uh, so I he, don't know. Except, so, okay. Quick vote. Is it better to use an imaginary a child? A fake person? Like, I... <laughs> To use my kids for any sort of weird agenda of my own, always immediately, like even my brain goes there. It's like, nope, can't do it. But to do, to use an imaginary child, is that better? I don't know. Because then you're not, you're not exploiting a, an actual human person, but then you're, you're is, almost exploiting the actual parents <laughs> right. who have human persons. Is the psychology of it still just as exploitative? It's like it, we should submit this for like philosophy classes. Right. Or like to Schrodinger and his box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. If they weren't sick in the first place and there is no imaginary child to even exist. If you open up the box and you get vomited on, <laughs> was there ever, ever a sick child in the box? Was there a box? Was there a Penelope? Was Penelope ever sick to begin with? Oh. <laughs> interesting. Very so, interesting. <laughs> he was never caught and felt no guilt about the fact that there was no child. Nice. The audacity, the she audacity. says, Heidi. She's, she's very riled up. <laughs> he had upset. photos taken with a friend's child and claimed <laughs> it was his own. His story was that he was a single parent and swindled so much time off, but nobody had checked. 
I don't know if he still works at the same place as I've lost touch with him. So I don't know if he was ever caught out. That's she incredible that he's like, he's still, I mean, I, I wonder if he changed Bold the enough. names of that story for yeah. both himself and his fake child. So no one would catch him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I have, I have a lot of mixed emotions. Way to go, Penelope's dad. Way All right, to go. All right, Penelope's padre. Penelope's All right. dad. This is from Penny from Leicester. Penny. 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 She says, I had a part-time job in a shop, which obviously meant having to work weekends. I've been out all night on Friday and was way too hungover to make it into town for work, so I decided to call in sick. Uh, However, instead of choosing something normal and believable, like having a cold or a headache for some reason, I told my boss I'd fallen down the stairs and hurt my back. (laughs) Anyway, my sister was dating my boss's brother, and he was in the hall as I came downstairs. I began telling him how I'd hurt myself falling downstairs, and yep, Lost my footing and slipped down the stairs, whacking myself on the banister for good measure. Nice. It really bloody hurt, and I really wasn't paying for the rest of the day. Karma, I guess. Uh, so I didn't exactly lie. The timeline was just different. Yeah, you just <laughs> lied ahead of time. You got there eventually. You preemptively Penny. lied. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever faked an injury to get out of work. I haven't. I do. I am a person who, when I had a time, when I had a job where I had to call in sick, I would feel guilty even when I was sick. Mm. Like there, there'd be part of me to say like, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I'm, I'm sure maybe it's me imagining people who call in when they're not sick and mm-hmm. being like, Oh, I need to really sell it. So the, this person believes me. Like, right. I, I just didn't want to be perceived as a liar. Like I need to <laughs> make sure, you know, like here, let me show you the sound of my, you know, my, my, my accurate sound of vomiting. That is actually happening. I'm gonna send you some high res pictures with my new iPhone XS. <laughs> let me show you. Let me the... show you pics of my vomit. No, that's not relish or yeah, yeah. soy sauce. That is legitimate, Walter. It's <laughs> so Jewish when you're trying to convince people that you're sick. <laughs> no, that's not ground beef. That is not. That is not spicy mustard. <laughs> I forgot the mayonnaise. I'll show you mayonnaise. I'm quite ill. I've fallen ill. <laughs> That's what you I am say. quite sickly. <laughs> I need to stay home. I've been down with a sickness, as they say. <laughs> down with a sickness. <laughs> You're well endowed with a <laughs> sickness. <laughs> Was it <that> the disturbed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to get up and get down with the sickness. Excuse me. Uber. <laughs> <coughs> well, you sound terrible, Ezekiel. You should stay home. Oh, yeah, I heard he's down with the sickness. <laughs> oh, not another one. Uh, <laughs> so many being taken from our community. Sounds terrible. Terrible. <laughs> so that wasn't really news time. It was just like I love it. First-hand anecdotes. I love it because it's like it's a little bit of confession time. It was. Like, we don't know these people. I don't but know any from Leicester. But for them to be able to come clean and for us to report this to our massive audience, like <laughs> this is great. You know what? Good for them. Good for good for you. I like UK. it. Clean consciences. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a fan. That's what we're about here. Yeah, we're we're about clearing the slate and starting anew. Blank ones, you yeah, might yeah. say. Yeah, square. We're we're gonna rename this podcast to Square One. <laughs> we want you to start fresh. That's not a bad podcast name. Square One, just straight up confessions. <laughs> it's a college. It's a radio show at that it's, point, yeah. right? 
totally yeah. is. We just use an app for people to call in, and we just, all we do is play their audio set to piano music. Oh man, we're on to something here, man. If you're no listening one, and you want, no it. one steal our idea. <laughs> nope, didn't listen to him, and no one steal our ideas. They're Welcome all gold. to Square One. That's why we're clearly millionaires because none of them fall through, so and we good. follow through on everyone. Saga. <laughs> Man, we we covered a lot of vomitous ground. Yeah, we talked a lot about vomit. It's great. It's great. I didn't expect that, but you know, I'm not mad about it. Really great. Really good. Hey, everybody pukes, guys. We should write a children's book. (laughs) We just replace famous waterfalls with Photoshop pictures of throw up (laughs) of relish and soy sauce. Could you imagine just us like throwing that stuff against a green screen so we could <laughs> we can just key it out for later? Oh, uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. I like it. All right. 60 seconds. I love it. I can't remember who went first last time. Me I or don't you. Either. I think you went first last time. Okay. 60 seconds. This is the part of the podcast where Jordan and myself... Take 60 seconds each to discuss our current topic and what said current topic is going to look like in the future. All right, Jordan has volunteered to go first. So with 60 seconds on the clock, Jordan Stratton, what will being sick and or staying home because you're sick look like in the future? 60 seconds, go. All right, so... I think being sick will be, in many ways, very similar and also very different than what it has been in the past and in the present. Um, People are still going to get sick. Yeah. I don't know if the swine flu is coming back. What? Yeah. Innovative. Um, People are still going to be sick. People are getting colds. Our immune systems are faulty. Um, But I think that with the way connectivity is Mm. and the way that we, we can work remotely in so many different fields now... I think that we are going to still be required to do some work unless it comes to a point where I'm like, I have the swine flu and I'm watching the premiere of Breaking Bad and I can't, I don't know, why is Jesse Pinkman in my bedroom? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. My brain's making happen. Yeah, bitch. I'm still going to be required to work. There's actually been, I actually saw an article about a kid who had um, a long-term illness and he was able to attend school classes from his bedside via video and he was able oh. to raise his hand because he was he was controlling a robot in the classroom. What? That's crazy. What's going to happen? Done. Nice. Well done. All right, oh. so I'm going to reset the clock. Here we go. I'm not sure how you're going to do any better than lights did. But done. I mean, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. And go. VR. <laughs> No, I agree. Connectivity is going to play a huge issue in us still being able to do work from home. And there's so much talk nowadays of the flipped classroom, of technology closing the gap of what's happening with this, uh, particularly me as a parent with my kids happening, stuff happening in, in the classroom. I'm now able to see the stuff that's going on. And there's particular apps that show the stuff that's going on and remind us like, hey, the kids need to be doing this stuff. And as a result of that, if the kids have to stay home, they can tell us like, here's the worksheet. Here's a PDF worksheet. You can print it out. You can fill it out here online and you can complete that work there. And the number of times that I've been able to complete my my job and my work at home, it's it's countless. And so there's more and more of these jobs opening up, of pe- pe- people being able to work remotely people who've never even met their coworkers, and that's just going to increase exponentially. Ooh, 
very succinct. I ended on exponential. Wow. And I didn't even stutter when I said it. A four-syllable word Exponentially. Hmm. Experientially. Expensentially. Expensentially. <laughs> Expense report Ooh. and sensually. Ooh. Yeah, so, uh, Expensually. Uh, nope, nope, we're going to stop. We're going to stop right now. Expelliamus. <laughs> I think you're right. I think connectivity is going to make sick days very rare, very mm-hmm. few and far between because mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do so much of our work from home, which I already do. Yeah. And you know, you already do. You're mm-hmm. able to do. I've met I've met so many people who don't even know their like coworkers in a physical sense. Like oh, they I don't, don't know I, them. I absolutely don't. Yeah. Like they they've talked <laughs> to them. them. They've talked to them uh via email, yep. DM rooms, maybe on the phone, maybe a like, Skype or like a Google every Hangout. Day. Yeah. There are people who I talk to every day and I don't know what they look like. Yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> and you rely on these people to get your jobs yes. done, which is crazy. It's bananas. Yeah. It's the it's the modern day production line. Yeah. Like that level of of being able to talk to folks. The the geographical gap has been closed. Like it's closed. It's crazy. And it doesn't matter where you're based. It's just like, oh, you're from London. Cool. Do you have the stuff that you're supposed to send to me? <laughs> like I don't care that you're I don't know what the time difference is between here and London. Five hours. Five ahead? Behind. Uh, ahead. Ahead. So yeah, I don't care that you're sitting down to eat dinner. It is lunchtime for me. I need <laughs> you to send it to me so I can get it to my boss so I get paid and don't get fired. That There's a part of that that makes me excited and there's a part of that that I hate. It sucks. So much. Because you're always connected. But there's also, always. I mean, if I'm a part, for instance, I, I do like what I do day to day and I want the you know, the, the, all the different sites and, and parts that we're a part of, I want them to be successful. Mm-hmm. I'd like the message we're putting out. And so I want to do a good job. And I right. want this to be, I want people to, <laughs> I want people to like me. Come on, guys. Come on. Just hit the like, smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Chronic, hit that notification bell. And so if, if I get an email at, at 445 saying, oh man, we just got this news reporting. Can you write something up about it real quick? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's a mm-hmm. really good call. People mm-hmm. would, we, we want to stay relevant. Right. And, but there, I, I mean, there's how many jobs out there do people, they're just like, I don't give a single shit about mm. this. Iota. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and those people probably hate the, the level of connectivity they have. Mm-hmm. The fact that they can get emails at any time of day. Yeah. And if they're not, if they don't answer them, mm. it's it's their ass. In line. They're done. Yeah. They're done. There's like zero because, excuse for them to, to, to not. Because there's going to be someone out there who is who willing to do that. Oh, that sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's capitalism. Ooh, onward and upward. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to land on our verdict. We will not forget our verdict this time. We've never ever done that. We've never recorded unreleased episodes where we've forgotten them, the verdict. We've never had to go back in the next episode and reach our verdict for the previous episode. That's stupid. Why would you guys think that? That'd be an amateur move. Ridiculous. So Jordan Stratton. Yes. Being sick. Yes. Was it better? Yes. As a wee child. Yes. Or is it better now as an adult? No. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Great. it was, I think it was better as a kid because 
at least for me, it was better as a kid because I lied so much about how many times <laughs> I stayed home. And so when I got to stay home, quote unquote, sick, hmm. I wasn't actually that sick or right. I wasn't sick at all. Right. And so I was I was literally just missing out and, and missing out on school and having to deal with all that nonsense. <laughs> and look at me now, people. Look at me now. Take a look at me now. Love it. Just just live in the high life over here <laughs> as I write weird internet articles and jokes hey. online. Come on. Hey. Come on. Sometimes those are better when you are sick. Maybe they are. Love it. Who knows? <laughs> so yeah, it's better as a kid yeah. for me because now anytime I call it sick, I'm literally sick and I want to die. Yeah. I don't want to die now, but when I'm sick, I do. Yeah. And so it's not good. And so it's better as a kid. <laughs> I'm going into very i'm going into a lot of detail here i don't need to yeah but i yeah. want you guys to know your nose is bleeding come on <laughs> getting very intense i i'm very <laughs> passionate about it okay i agree yeah. i land on this same verdict and mainly because of one word consequence as a kid when you're homesick Maybe there's a little makeup work, but you can half-ass your way through it. Come on. But it, it, yeah, it's homesick, and you can dodge all responsibility for a day, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And even if you're home like with the death flu, yeah, there's still a small part of it that's like, I'm in my bed. I'm still in my jam jams. Like, yep. I didn't have to put on crunchy pants. Nope. People out there, they're getting beat in the face with dodgeballs and yeah. PE. Yeah. They're eating like like carrot sticks yeah, yeah. in lunch. Come on. And the best was like when you'd come back after like a day or two and people were like, oh man, you're back. <laughs> What's that they, like? Whether they liked it or not. Whether they liked it oh, or not. That sounds real nice. I wonder what that was. What that like called? friends? Like Friend. wait, people who noticed What's you What's this gone? word? Friend? I'll be there for you. <laughs> Speaking of the 90s. Yay. I loved it. So yeah. Jordan Stratton, Felix Slater. Being, being sick. sick. <laughs> Better as a kid. It was. It just was. Once you get past school, yeah. being sick is just you're literally sick and it's terrible and there's no no upside and 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 and, and you know you're just gonna die I love sometime. It. Love it. I Do love you it. love that? What a great realization. Good. Man, of life. aren't you glad you're you're listening to this? Yeah. So if you're at home right now. There's and no you're, and you're you're home with the flu every, or you're faking it. Literally, everyone stopped listening when we were doing vomit sounds like 30 minutes. <laughs> we can in. say whatever we want. Winning lottery numbers today <laughs> are. <laughs> uh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>